amongst us being chainsaw massacres <laughs> to the house. <laughs> the chainsaw massacres. Yes. Mm. So I kind of like that reputation. Right? It's kind of fun. Hey, don't let me. I'll go get my chainsaw. Don't mess with me. <laughs> You're so cute. Welcome to the Creating Love Together podcast. We are your host, Tim and Jamie Holloway. And we come at you twice a week, giving you the lowdown on everything. Everything. That sounded juicy. It did. <laughs> you ready, boo? I'm ready. Are we finally going to get started? We're going to get started up in here today. It's been like freaking 10 minutes we've been working on this. <laughs> What's up, Creating Love Together fans? We are back again. We are. We're a little sluggish, though. We're sitting here drinking our morning coffee. Yep. Chilling in the nice cold weather with a beautiful view. So, like, I don't know why I'm so tired. Like, I woke up at 545, which is pretty normal for me. Um, but normally we don't get out of bed until 645 or so. Don't tell the people that. We, like, grind and hustle. Like... We're, we're up, up at before, three in the morning, we're up before baby. The sun comes up. That's why we're so successful. We just grind it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. We're up at like freaking three in the morning every day. Yeah. Um. Yes, I'm just like super sluggish this morning. Yep. Well, happy Monday. <laughs> this is one time I'm not feeling it. Normally, I love Mondays because it's a fresh start to the week, and I'm excited to. You know, come out of the weekend, kids are back in school, we're back working. Yeah, normally I love it. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. It is. <laughs> the so, train must go on. It must, whether we're ready or not. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah, so hopefully this coffee will help. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Do you even remember? No, you know I don't of remember. Of course you don't. Oh, that was like a silly question. So we have been talking a lot lately about um, like having our hopes and dreams dashed and we get something and then it's gone and was it really ours to begin with and how what seems like a really crappy, sucky um, change can actually turn into something great. Right. So that sounds like super funny when you don't know what we're talking about. So we're going to talk about it. All right, my dear, go ahead. Okay. So if I don't remember what the episode title was, but if you go back a couple episodes, um, we were talking about us finding our dream home, not dream location, but like the home itself, brand new construction, freaking beautiful, high end finishes, everything. And, um, like it was ours. We had a signed contract, signed le lease. Um, we deposit had, we down. had deposit paid, yeah. whole nine yards. But if you've been following us, <laughs> um, back in November, you know, we left our home, left our job, started our company, um, and all the, you know, just like the crap that has gone on. Well, it has come back to haunt us. Yet again. Yeah. So 
our old landlord, who we never, ever, ever had any issues with, um, there was one instance at the very end, I won't go into details, but he came over because um, we, like, how do I want to word it? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> so there was a falling out with some friends, business partners, stuff like that. And he told our landlord that we were taking <laughs> a chainsaw to the house and furniture and destroying the house and like throwing furniture over the balcony and this and that. Well, he shows up and he looks around. He's like, thank you for taking such good care of our house. Yeah. Like we're like really good people. Anyways, a lot of stuff had been talked bad about to him. No. Talked bad about us to him. Yeah. And how we're these evil people and we're doing all these horrible things. And yeah, that's what happened. So we find this new house and everything's good to go. We got a move-in date. Everything's good to go, right? We're excited. And our old landlord just happened to be friends with the owner of the new house. Yeah. So when the owner had this little conversation with our previous landlord and the previous landlord was talking crap about us because of everything he had been told, he's like, no way in hell are we going to rent to them. <laughs> so long story short, we lost the house. Yeah. And I was devastated. Yeah. Like crying, super upset. Like. So just to put it in a little bit of perspective, um, yeah, we were in um, business partnership with somebody, which um, Jamie owned ten uh, percent of the company. Uh, and that being said, there was two names on the lease, and there was a lot of property um, from that company on the property. And so, yeah. when we left, there was a lot of the company property there, which yeah. in turn um, didn't get picked up by the owner, and then gave us the bad reputation, and the bad name. So, yeah. It is what it is. Amongst us being chainsaw massacres <laughs> to the house. <laughs> the chainsaw massacres. Yes. So I kind of like that reputation. Right? It's kind of fun. Hey, don't let me. I'll go get my chainsaw. Don't mess with me. <laughs> You're so cute. So we lose this house, and I'm devastated. And Tim reached out to... Um, one of our friends, and told him how we lost this house. And and this friend of ours was like, but was it really yours to begin with? Yes, yeah. we had a signed lease. Yes, we had a deposit on it. It was quote unquote ours, but it wasn't ours. It really wasn't. I don't know if you want to go into more on that. Um, uh, the feelings I felt when I heard that, I was like, that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm thinking, what do you mean? Like, you know, because we had a, our money deposit, we had a signed lease and, and all that cool stuff. But uh, yeah, it was definitely, um, yeah, a weird feeling. But so. So in that scenario, what was the most difficult thing for you? Like when initially when we found out we lost the house and like the next two or three days when I was super upset. Um, I think it was knowing. So 
you made this statement before about, you know, everything good gets taken away. And it was almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so we had the situation that come came up. There was nothing that we could do about it. Um, in fact, it was probably set into motion six months ago. There's no way to actually change anything. Um, but knowing um, what you were thinking or what you said, and then it kind of correlated and then it happened to us, I was thinking, oh, my God. Like, this is just kind of just reaffirms um, that comment that you said that was really disturbing to me to begin with. So I was like, ah, yeah. this sucks. Like, well, and I had, like, I had, um, I kept thinking, like, something's going to go wrong. We're going to not get this house. And, like, everything's always taken away from me. And we talked about it. And I got to a point, I'm like, that was in the past. Like, I don't even believe that anymore. Like, F that. And I truly believed, like, this is ours. We were buying furniture specific for the house. Um, like I really believed it was ours. So I had to even overcome that thought. And so when everything happened, it was even more devastating because I had overcome that. So all of that happens. I overcome these thoughts and everything. And then we lose the house. Yeah. But as weird as it sounds, like what Nick had said about was it really yours to begin with, it actually really helped me because it's like it wasn't ours. We weren't living there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We weren't removed from the home, so was it truly ours? Right. So it actually helped me, like him saying that. Um, But as devastating as that was, as much as I was in love with that house, we just had to move on. Yeah. Well, here's the crazy thing with um, with the whole situation is that we we already took the the kids out there and said this is yeah. your room and and we laid out you know what everything was going to be walking through the model home and so um, yeah it was just a, I, I was probably in a funk for three to four days yeah yeah which is not unusual when I um, get funky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When I get funky, I get funky for like three or four days. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, but we quickly realized like, okay, we had this time. We mourned it. You know, we were in our funk. But you can't live in that place. Like you right. have to come out and face reality. We have to find a new house now. Like we have no choice. So we start looking. It was so frustrating yeah i was uh um sending messages to um to our landlord is like oh we're gonna have to you know push it out and they were totally cool with you know increasing the time stayed here but we were supposed to be out on april 1st so it's like yeah that that day's coming and it's like all oh, the stress you know it's like oh my god ah. yeah <laughs> yeah and i mean they were totally cool with it like it wasn't a big deal um but it was the like the process of trying to find a home because where we live, it's like everything goes so freaking quickly. It's like it's on the market and it's gone. And we went and looked at a home and it would have met our needs, but we would have been settling. And I have settled so much in my life. It's like, do we want to continue to settle? 
Yeah. So we actually like put an application in and that was actually, I don't, I remember the time frame. Anyways, we ended up not getting that house. He went with somebody else and, um, I ended up being really glad because I didn't want to settle with where we lived. Yeah. Like I just didn't want to. And so we looked at a couple houses and. Oh my gosh. So we got to tell the story of that one. So there was this, um, there was this one listing, um, that was a total fraud. And so we end up driving, um, an hour to go look at this house and we pull up and it's, <laughs> oh, it's I know a, which one you're yeah, talking about. It's a, uh, <laughs> next door to it is, is a rundown trailer park. But you get, so the pictures, they didn't have any out or they had one outside picture, but it was like very close up. Inside is beautiful. Inside's beautiful. Like beautiful home. Yeah. I'm like, um, okay, so they I can took do one this. picture of the outside and that's because it was darn near a duplex. The house was attached to the other house by yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was next to a rundown trailer park and then across the street from the ghetto apartments. And so we drive an hour, we go see it, right? And we call the dude and we go, never mind. And we yeah. and we drive. It was back. and like it was ours. Just on the phone call, you know, the guy was gonna totally, you know, we could have got the keys that night. And it was like, you freaking lied. You yeah. are a scammer. You're telling people this is a house. It may not have been connected. I don't know. I, we didn't get cl- that close. It, it seemed like it was It connected. had to have been like at most a foot or two separated yeah. from the next house. Well, there wasn't even a separation. There was this like almost um, this little connector. Almost like a li- laundry room or something. I don't know. Something yeah. connected it. I, I have know. no idea. It was frustrating. And so we're just going through this process and we keep getting let down and like... You know, we found a couple different rentals that we were like, okay, let's check these out. Well, they were all through one company. So we called them and they were like, that one's rented. Oh, that one just rented, you know, an hour ago. This one's, you know, they're moving in tomorrow. And I was like, OMG. And then I find this house. And it had been on the market for almost 90 days, which is unheard of. First off, nobody moves in the middle of winter here. Yeah. Second off, yeah, nothing is on the market more yeah. than a couple days. If you're renting a house in the winter, yeah. Yeah, so, good luck. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So I am like looking at pictures. I'm like, okay, this is fine. We can totally do this. You're like, no, I don't like it. I don't want to pay that much. And we call the guy and we couldn't see it or whatever. I don't know. But. You're like, no, I don't want this house. And so we talk about it. And I'm like, let's just go look at it. And so we finally do. And we're driving the neighborhood. And we're like, OMG. It was freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, so amazing. Tons of parks. Tons of open fields. Schools are super close by. And it was amazing. So we get to the house. We go through it. And we're like, wow. It doesn't have all the high end. I mean, in the kitchen, like the dishwasher, the stove, this, the um, faucet, the fridge, really nice and, you know, high end, you know, but other than that, like it's not super high end, but it's beautiful. 
And we're like, we want this so bad. Yeah. And so we do the application, we do everything, and we, um, we, I'm like totally spacing off at the moment. <laughs> so we fill it out. We talk to the landlord or the owner. It's the owner that we're, we're talking with. And he's like, yeah, you can totally have it. So we drive back down there. We get the keys that night. We like start moving in. Yeah. So that was a long story. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't too boring. <laughs> But um, uh, I think we lost them about five minutes ago. <laughs> I think so too. We can That's cut okay. that out. It's okay. Yeah, we'll cut it out if we need to. Anyways, but through this whole entire process, like we actually learned so much because it's like we had this home, high-end finishes, brand new construction. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But looking back, it's like it didn't feel very big because of the way it was laid out. Yeah. It felt small, even though it was 2,800 square feet. And then you look at our house now that we have, it's 400 square feet smaller. So it's 2,400 square feet, but it feels bigger. Yeah. Because of the way it's laid out. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, I think uh, that I lost my thought, but. <laughs> <laughs> we are so off today. Uh, oh, I was thinking. Um, about something better coming along, yes. right? So we that's we're what like, we're getting to, yeah. Yeah, so it's like oh, we're like devastated, and we go through this a lot um, when we look for occupation, we look for jobs, we um, maybe even relationships, right? If oh, if yeah. somebody's dating or something, and we lose something, yeah, we don't get that awesome job because we got to set in our mind, right? Like if I get this job, or if I get this girl, or whatever it is, right? Yeah then I'll be happy or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, not knowing that we're settling for good, right? When, when greatness. When you could have something great. Yeah, okay. So we're settling for good when we can have great. And so we looked, we begin to look at the positives of, you know, this whole situation and looking at the community that we would have been at and the neighborhood wasn't built up and it would have took years for this neighborhood to build yeah. up. Um, I think they were probably in phase two and phase one was still empty. So there's just emptiness uh, on the whole community. Yeah, there weren't many neighbors, not many kids. So. Yeah, and it would have been like dirty because of all the construction. Yeah. When it was done, it'd be a beautiful high-end neighborhood. Yeah. But how long is that going to take? How long is that going to take? So we we go through these situations all all the time, right? And we can only see in hindsight um, the goodness of it. Yeah. So I think it's like in our best benefit. And if I would have like been consciously, consciously aware of these kind of thoughts that I don't think I would have had like a three day funk. Right. Because I would, I would have, I would have known that, um, something better's coming, coming, something brighter, something more conducive to our, um, to us. Yeah. So the key in this whole situation is a sense of like surrender, not like in this, Mm -hmm. um, overly spiritual sense, but almost a surrender to, to trust the process a little bit and just kind of like walk through this, um, keep going forward, keep making progress, knowing that it's all good. That's hard for us. It is so hard because it's like, 
in our minds, we had this beautiful brand new home, high-end finishings, like amazing. But we weren't looking at the fact that it's going to be dirty because of construction. There's not going to be many kids because there's not many people living there yet. And we're not looking at all these negatives to the situation. Even the home, yeah, it's 2,800 square feet, but it feels like it's way smaller. Like, we're just not looking at these things. We're just looking at what seemed to us to be the positives. But now it's like we're in this home. It's a completely finished neighborhood, beautiful neighborhood. Um, the house feels huge, and it's just amazing. But, you know, two weeks ago, we were devastated. We didn't realize something better was coming along for us. Yeah. We just didn't see it. Yeah. And it's the same like we, what you were saying with relationships. Like you might be in a relationship right now where you are completely settling and you think this is the best I can do or, or nobody else will want me or like whatever you're telling yourself. But if you just like trust the process like you were saying and you realize that you are worth more, mm. something better can come. Yeah. That you're worth more. Tell people yeah. about that that Facebook post uh, today about the iron. Do you remember that? Oh, my That's gosh. That's like really, really powerful. Yeah. So talk for one second. I'm going to pull okay. it up. So, you know, during this process, it's um, it's easy to get in funk. And uh, so I openly confess that that was my state and condition, right? Yeah. And the reason why it was is because just the negative self-talk, right? Yeah. During those times, we just go into our minds and we just start focusing on all the negative and we start rehearsing this story and it sounds a little victimish, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. my gosh, like this is still, you know, happening to us. How come we can't, you know, um, break free from all this um, negativity and all this stuff, right? So we let those stories just kind of drag us down. Yeah. And keep us down. So, And the problem is, is when people get in that position and they stay there and they just camp out. Yeah. We could have stayed there. We could have camped out. We had legit reasons where we could be like, F the world. And like, we could have done that. Yeah. And people would have understood. But is that how we want to live our lives? Right. Or do we want to, you know, look at the positive? And now looking back, like we've said, like, we're in such a better place than we were before. Yeah. We just are, you know, I don't know. And it was kind of funny because even yesterday, um, the kids, um, they went on a walk and, and Jordan calls us and he's like, I'm so glad we live here and not at the other place. And there's this, this, and this, and super excited. Yep. And even the girls, cause Jordan didn't see the other house, but the girls did. And even the girls are like, this place feels so much bigger. Their bedrooms are bigger. Like. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> this post, I'm sure a lot of people are going to see it because it's so good and it's on Facebook and going viral and all that. Um, but what it's a picture of a bar of iron. And this is what it says. It says, a bar of iron costs $5. $5. Five. That's it. A bar of iron. Five bucks. But if you take all that iron in that bar... And you make it into horseshoes, it's worth $12. $12. Yep. <laughs> but if you take that bar of iron and you make it into needles, it's worth 3500 
3,500. <laughs> You're so cute. If you take that bar of iron and you make it into balance balance springs for watches, it's worth three hundred thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand, <laughs> and that was the five dollar bar of iron, yeah. correct? So your own value is determined also, but your own value is determined also by what you are able to make of yourself. Make of yourself. So a $5 bar of iron can actually be turned into $300,000. That's amazing. It is. Yeah. It's all how you perceive yourself and what you do. Hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. Four years ago, five years ago, you know, I was a $5 bar of iron. (laughs) Now... I'm the I don't th- even think I was a five dollar bar, bar of iron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, exactly. No, I'm displaying. But um, now, if I compare myself to the situation, I'm the three hundred thousand dollar watch balance springs or whatever it was. Baby, you're a balance spring. I'm balance spring. <laughs> what are you? Yeah. I mean, it just hits home when you look at that. That something that's only worth five dollars can actually be worth 300000 Yeah. And the key to that is what you make and create of yourself. And um, so I think to, let's bring this home. Okay. Okay. To bring this home, ooh, nothing is smooth sailing, right? Never. I've, like if I go over my history and my past and, you know, this decade, that decade, that decade, and um, it's it's full of waves, if I can use the the sea metaphor. And there's struggle, and there's pain, and there's different things during um, during these times. Because as as we all know, um, life has been on teaching us lessons, and whether you want it to or not. And what is crazy is if you kind of don't learn, you go through it again. Yes. And so it, it would benefit us to, to, to learn from, from the lessons and, and, uh, and to move forward. But know this, that, that struggle's inevitable, but um, resilience and grit is what gets you through it. So Yeah. Well, I think my take home for it um, is you might think, think that what you're, you're that what you're getting right now or what you have is amazing but you never know what you could have if you just stay where you're at. Yeah. You just don't. We thought what we had was amazing. It really wasn't. Now we look at it and we're like we are so glad we're not there. Yeah. So we I would just better. give uh, a major shout out of encouragement to to people if they're they're um their expectations or their dreams have have been dashed and they expected a relationship to turn out a certain way. They expected a job. They expected basically life to turn out a certain way, right? Yeah. And um, <clears throat> they are down and out and brokenhearted because it just didn't happen the way that they expected. And so you got a couple different choices. You can... You could choose to begin to stand up and to create the life that you want and keep moving forward so that better day can come. Or you could just be swallowed up in the negativity and just go on existing in that environment. So um, 
major, major encouragement if you're in that situation. Step out, keep going forward, because as you progress and you go forward, that's when the the new things open up for you. Yeah. Well, and you know, I always say this. I can't, I don't even know how many times I've said it on this podcast alone. You have to work on yourself before you can have anything, like any sort of a great relationship with other people. You start with yourself, you know, and we just had our program, um, Do the Impact, launch. And it's freaking amazing. It's like seriously such a small investment in yourself but it will change your life. So like check it out because that is just, it's the first step into becoming the person you want to be to having the relationship you want. So you can check it out at what is it? Do the impact challenge.com slash slash impact challenge, impact challenge. So check that out. It's, I mean, you won't regret it. It's amazing. Awesome. Awesome. We will see you guys soon. No, we got to ask him to follow, rate, ask him. and subscribe. Ask him. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> She's a net. You're a net. So if you, like, have received any sort of value from our podcast or just some entertainment, <laughs> we would be so grateful if you would rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. It's how... We're able to spread our message and reach more people. We would just really appreciate it. Peace.